1: Hello, welcome everyone, and uh, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back. Today is um, April 18th, 2023, episode 376, and man, I'm excited about today's show. Um, I, I know this guy's got a crazy story, and I want, I want to hear all about it. Um, he is a two-time All-American at the University of Nebraska, the impeccable David Robb, Peyton Robb. <laughs> oh boy it's a rough morning thanks for having me yeah Peyton can I call you David I used to coach a kid named David Robb that actually that popped in my head earlier I'm like why do I
0: know that yeah name? all good
1: but it is it is Peyton Robb um Peyton I know I know there's like I want to talk about all the stuff that recently happened with you but I do want to like kind of just jump back and kind of get get to know your story a little bit here from the beginning like how did you get introduced to wrestling how old were you did you like it from the from the start etc
0: yeah so um, my dad Got me into wrestling when I was really young. I was four years old and um, been wrestling ever since. Um, I was okay at the start. It's kind of hard to judge when you are when you start so young if you're good or not. Um, yeah. But I think I did pretty well. And then as I started to get a little bit older, um, I just started to put things together more. And I've been doing it for 19 years now. So it's kind of like it's the thing I know the most about and out of everything that i know so um yeah i i loved it from the start i always i i, I never really thought about not wrestling it's kind of just always been what what i've uh wanted to do and um and, and i i played other sports when i was younger through uh elementary school and and then i just decided to to specialize in wrestling once I got to middle school and high school and um, yeah, I loved it the whole time.
1: Nice. Uh, by the time you're in middle school and high or I guess by the time you're in middle school, right, what, what do you, when as you're looking forward to high school, what kind of goals or, or maybe expectations do you have for yourself?
0: Um, I always felt like I wanted to go Division One I um, when, when I got into high school at least um, and you know, Obviously some goals can be kinda of lofty, but I wanna make world team, that kind of thing. I, I always watched all the oh sorry somebody rolling, rolling by. Um, but uh I always wanna make world teams and, and that kind of thing. So I started off doing freestyling in Greco pretty early. And um and so my my goals were always to, you know, like all American, um, see how far I can get up the podium in college, and then uh, do do freestyle and Gre- or, or Greco. Um, once I'm done with uh, college, and so pretty much uh, the basic layout of how uh, a career should go for a high level wrestler. Kind of just always had that in my mind.
1: Yeah, and you talk about wanting to wanting to like you know even when you're younger, right? That you know maybe mm-hmm. wrestling in college, but beyond that, world teams and and, and that like that that was a goal from the time you were young so were you were you watching or following that when you were that age were you following the senior level at all jordan or yeah, whoever else i I, I,
0: I still remember like watching like jb versus david taylor and stuff like that's when i was way younger it's, it's crazy to think about then i got to wrestle with him in in the jb in the wrestling room every every other day and um but i remember watching those and just like looking up to those guys so much and and wanting to do what they're doing
1: pretty awesome. Did you have any favorites? You said you remember watching Burroughs, Burroughs, Taylor, but
0: Um, I think in in maybe at that time, I might have been rooting for David Taylor, but uh, obviously now I'm big JB, big (laughs) JB fan. Sure. Um, And I, but I loved watching all the guys compete and stuff, but it's always, it's always kind of fun to, to see, to root for an underdog sometimes. So it's, it, that, that was kind of my thought process at the time. And I didn't know JB yet, so.
1: Yeah, of course. No, I'm sure sure he wouldn't be offended. Um, so you knew from a young age you wanted to wrestle D1. When it started mm-hmm. to like be realistic, um, I guess, you know, what, what were your thoughts as far as how to figure out where to go?
0: Yeah, so I didn't get reached out to, to or I didn't get reached out to um, by that many schools. Um, and then, so I went through a couple visits, um, and ended up deciding SDSU for a little bit. I committed there and signed there. And then just with the coaching change and everything that was going on, that was kind of, that was during right before I was going to go there Uh and decided to, um, keep looking after that point and. I got, and then I talked with uh, Coach Manning and Coach Snyder, and it was kind of, I was kind of looking between Minnesota and Nebraska. And then um, I just really liked what Nebraska had to offer, especially with all those guys in the room JB, uh, James, Um, at the time Maple was there. I get to wrestle with Snyder, um, all those great guys that are all around my size. And so I figured that I'd have um, some of the best or the best training partners in the world and, and that kinda made me made up my mind for me.
1: Heck yeah. Uh same kind of question as before, like what kind of expectations did you know, you won three state titles, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like so, you know what were your expectations from like jump street? Like where you how how well you could fit in across the board nationally, and what were your expectations, you know, for long term for yourself for college?
0: Um so i had high expectations obviously in your first year you kind of get shot down a little bit sometimes you know i came in oh i didn't even mention i also had tyler Berger um to train (laughs) with um so i came in right behind Berger. so his year his last year would be my red shirt year and uh so he beat me up quite a bit and i obviously got beat up by james and jb plenty too sure um so that kind of that kind of uh um puts you in your place a little bit and so my expectations were high and I knew I was getting better training with those guys but I definitely was getting beat up on a lot um but I knew by the end of by the end of my registered year I was sticking with uh guys a lot better and so I had high expectations after after that year that I'd be able to do well and hold my own um and then from there just each year kept growing and kept uh making improvements
1: talk about I, you, you kind of touched on it but like rest like you said rest on that gauntlet jordan james maple burt like you're getting your ass kicked no matter what but how, how do you mm. feel yourself making improvements
0: so it, it's just like okay i couldn't score on him at all this month or whatever now i'm getting to the leg now i'm maybe getting um the takedown every once in a while, or I'm defending a takedown, like, it's just like the little the little things you can't obviously be like, Oh, now I'm, I was never like, (laughs) Oh, now I'm beating them stuff like that. But, um, but it's just like the little things that that uh, make your confidence go up the little wins, you gotta look at those and, and just, uh, and just look at that positively and and say, and just remember you are improving because otherwise, if you just think you're getting beat up on all the time then it's not going to be very fun you're not gonna you're not gonna have that mindset where you're gonna that growth mindset where everything is then you're gonna think everything's going downhill but you kind of gotta look at those little positives little wins
1: yeah um so in, into your college career I think you took a red shirt had a, a really good record and then and then you regular season comes around you're third at big tens right and then mm-hmm. whack No, no nationals. Um, I guess tell me about that experience.
0: Yeah, so and nationals was going to be in my home state. It was going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. And so I was really excited for that. Um, And I felt like I was kind of finding my stride um, towards the end of the year. So that was that was tough. And I felt really bad for the guys that the seniors at that time because they didn't get the extra year. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of a somber mood around, around, uh, the Devaney center, but, um, for the guys that, that weren't seniors and they got an extra year, it, it uh, it, it, it didn't even out, but it, it, uh, made it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of just a weird, it was just unprecedented. Like, you, like that's never happened. So, um, it was just kind of. You just had to go with it. it was, that's how it was.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, um, you don't have to be as detailed or, or broad as you want. But, like, you know, you went to, the, you went to Nationals. Um, you didn't place. Then you went and, and you placed. And then the result wasn't, you know, it was less this year. But your season was way better, right? And who knows exactly mm-hmm. where you're at with Nationals. But like, And you, you had just mentioned, you said, growth mindset. And so maybe just talk me through the progression of, of improvements year over year.
0: Yeah, so um, early on, it it was kind of just getting that uh, that college that college like uh, college and in high school was much different. So you kind of have to have a different mindset going into matches, and so I think that was like the big thing of growing through redshirt year and taking that into redshirt freshman year, and then from there, bump. I w- I was up a weight that year, and so that brought in a whole new challenge where wasn't as strong as some guys, guys were a little bit bigger. Um, And so that brought its own things that I had to learn from, just learning how to be a little bit slicker sometimes, uh, use that to my advantage as opposed to my strength sometimes at 57. And uh, then the following year, um, I felt like towards the end of the year, really focused on um, position – all three positions um don't give up anything easy and just that mindset of fight through every position um and then I brought that into this year and kind of had and that gave me starting off well gave me that confidence so it kind of just like built up on 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 one one another each uh little thing kind of built up on on each other and um that confidence really gave me gave me um Enough to to work through this year and, and and have a really good regular season and and good po- pretty good postseason. So,
1: you know, by the you know you you're doing all this growing and then the season starts and you're winning and all of a sudden you're going to Big Tens undefeated. Did any part of you be like, holy shit, wow, really? Or was it like, nope, this is this is the plan? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. Like, I always knew. Going on, going into every match, I have that mindset where I, I know I can win this this match, um, and so just putting it all. It, but it, it it is a little shocking when you're like, oh dang, I put it all together this whole season. Um, so it's a little bit of both, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to nationals. So I I just I I watched. I don't know if you probably didn't see me, but during your Concy semi on Saturday morning. Um, I was sitting just in the chairs, just off the mat, right? Just kind of mm-hmm. watching, I think you were some frantic, right? And it was a really good match yep. and um, close or overtime, really, right, I think. And then, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember Jared walked by and then I look over and you're like on your knees puking in this trash can. I was like, mm-hmm. that's weird. Like, you know, how do you to get sick or something. But yeah. um, was that from, was it coincidence? Was that from the skin infection? That was from the infection, a hundred percent. Because, so before that
0: match, I literally I was like, I was literally shaking, shaking and like shivering and stuff. And I could not warm up at all. Like I, like I couldn't not warm up like wrestle, yeah, but warm yeah, yeah. up, to get my body warm. And so I had coats on me and stuff from the coaches and and all that and and uh, I just couldn't couldn't figure it out. I thought I maybe had like a stomach bug or something because snyder had 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 sickness in his family and stuff and he just came back and maybe stuff happened there and so i thought maybe it's just a stomach bug and i'm just feeling like crap right now um and so i was shivering and everything and couldn't couldn't really get my body warm and up to speed and but i was just like all right i'm just gonna go out there and do my best um as i can kind of just try to put that out of my mind and then yeah and then that match was was obviously a, a long match, went to overtime and stuff. And so it was really exhausting and that, that's not gonna help my condition at that point. And I knew right as the match was over, I was, like, I was like crawling off to the to the garbage can right beside the mat. And yeah, it was definitely from uh, the infection starting to affect my body.
1: That Saturday morning, like, I don't know, any point, Friday night, Friday, any time before that, did you not feel good?
0: I didn't nothing really had affected my body by that time my, the bruise on my on my shin had definitely was definitely like really it was getting painful to the touch by that point pretty painful like um I remember when I was warming up Saturday morning my warm up partner or it was Bubba Wilson he took a shot on me and and hit and hit my shin and I just remember I was like oh I did take like a second like it, it hurt so bad um and so that that was really the only effect at that point and then um right after kind of warm-ups on Saturday morning is when I started to really feel not good
1: so you don't feel good you warm up you don't feel good you put these coats on you're trying to like heat your body up mm-hmm. and then you, you wrestle and clearly get sick like what's next do so you immediately say coach I can't like, this is yeah. Or, he I, said I you can't. Yeah.
0: I, right after that match, I told Manny, I was like, I can't. I can't do another one. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. Like, this is the worst I've, like, pretty much ever felt. I was still couldn't get my – I was still, like, yeah. I was talking with Liam Cronin. And he was like, yeah, I came up to you after your match and stuff and was, like, trying to help you take stuff off. And your body was still, like, cold. It wasn't even – like, warm, like after a match, you should be like sweating, dripping, especially a long one like that. He's like, You're still cold. And so I was like, He didn't know what was going on. He was like, Something's up. And I was like, Yeah, I, I can't do another one.
1: So, I mean, then, so then, are you, did you just go back to this little camp, encampments they have in the back? And, mm-hmm. right? And, and uh, you, do you have a blow up mattress or do you get to lay down? Or there's only um, like 10 chairs? No, we just had chairs
0: and stuff. And so then, Wida uh, ended up bringing me back to the hotel. Uh, slept for a couple hours, just kind of, yeah, just trying to trying to sleep until later in the night, until um, the night session. And Then we ended up getting to the night session, and my leg was by that time my leg was was really like rat- Before it was just bruised, or there was, it just looked like a welt on my leg, on my shin. And then by that time, it was like my whole leg was like red and swollen. So, um, yeah, we get to that night session, get the awards, kind of st- just still feeling crummy and stuff. And uh, our trainer, WIDA, ends up taking me to the hospital in Tulsa where I get some antibiotics. Um, but right. there are oral antibiotics, and I, I couldn't really keep them down. So it wasn't really helping at all by that point.
1: Yep, I sure what did they say? What did they did, they just didn't know what it was? They said here's some some antibiotics.
0: Yeah, they said it was it was weird that there was no there was no uh break in the skin at all. And so that's weird to have like an infection like that. Um but they just told me it's it's probably uh cellulitis, strep or staph or strep or yeah, strep or staph cellulitis and uh it just gave me the antibiotics and and sent me back
1: so do you what we went back to the event or you just went back to your hotel and
0: back to the hotel um i was i was sad i was like all my all my my uh my teammates were like you know end of the season and going going out and stuff and yeah. i was like i, I just got to go lay down
1: yeah
0: yeah go to sleep so i went to sleep we get on the bus the next morning and we have so it's like a sleeper bus. So there's like beds yep. um, on both sides. you know, going down the mm-hmm. hall, and uh, I just had to lay down on the bottom bunk. Um, and every hour, or so I like had to lean over and throw up again, <sighs> just because I was feeling like crap. And it, was, it felt like the longest bus ride of my <sighs> life, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it was, it was, beautiful. it sucked. And then um, got home, uh, made yeah. it to made it to my, uh, apartment and, um, just laid down for a while, was still feeling like crap. And, and my, my girlfriend kept on asking me if I was okay, if I was okay. And then she saw me try to walk to the bathroom. I couldn't really walk. She was like, we gotta go to the hospital. And, uh, so she, she ended up taking me to the hospital that night. And, uh, my, they told me that I had, uh, I was in septic shock i had um acute heart failure kidney failure and my blood pressure like what you're what it's supposed to be is like 120 over 80. mine was 90 over 40. so it was way too low my resting heart rate was way too high it was there was all sorts of problems that the infection was mess really messing me up and so um they were really just trying to get uh, my vitals back to normal by that point before they could even start uh, looking at my leg.
1: When they tell you all the you're having kidney failure and, and they're telling you all the things you just listed, like what's going through mm-hmm. your head?
0: Um, So like, it, it's so weird. Cause in the moment, like my mindset is like, all right, I'm going to be fine. And I like, people are taking care of me right now. So I'm going to be okay. But looking back at it, I probably should have been more scared <laughs> to be honest. Cause I was like, it was very dangerous. Like it was like, could potentially fatal um and so i probably should have been a little bit more scared but i was kind of just always in that mindset that all right we're gonna be we're gonna be okay just let them uh do whatever they need to do to to help me get back to normal and um and so that was kind of just my mindset during that moment i think i think uh taylor my (laughs) girlfriend was was even more scared than i for me than i was but it, it was that. De- it was definitely scary for sure.
1: I think I think that's a, a great mindset to have. Really, I think I think the power of mindset is important and um mm-hmm. call it naivety, right? Whatever it is, like yep. I, I'm gonna be fine. I think I'll... that helped
0: me through it, yeah. honestly.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh so like I don't know, I don't know a lot about science. how do you get your vitals back to normal and then what, what what's next?
0: Yeah, so um so they, first of all so first I'm still dehydrated from cutting weight getting to, keeping my weight down for nationals yeah and I can't hold anything down like I said and so I'm I'm still underweight at that point like I'm so dehydrated still um just Sunday or Monday
1: to
0: to huh is this Sunday Monday Sunday Sunday yeah Sunday night um so not wasn't able to hold anything down so I'm still dehydrated so that first day they get like some IVs and they pump me full of fluids um and then start getting on antibiotics and uh some they put me on something for the the blood pressure. Was it blood thinners or something? Yeah, they put me on blood thinners. So they're just trying to get all my vitals back to normal with those things. Um But then when you introduce too many fluids at once into the body, you kind of get swelling in your organs. And so that causes some different problems. And so then they got to work on that. That caused, like, I couldn't breathe all the way in, that kind of stuff. So I had a hard time breathing. And so it was just a mess. Um, And so I had to use this, like, this thing to, like, practice breathing as, like, in and out as much as I could um, to to like train myself to breathe all the way in again. Um, oh cause just things were messed up in my body and, and, uh, there was a lot of pressure on my lungs. Um, and so they kind of get things going after a couple of days. Um, th- my vitals are like back to normal pretty much. And then, um, and then they can start. They start looking at my leg and, and stuff, and I, I'm on antibiotics that whole time, so it's not like they were ignoring my leg at all. Yeah. But um, but so I, so they start looking at my leg, and then we notice um, there's like black, what okay. uh, blisters that are starting to like pop up in the middle of my shin, and and it's like there's parts of the infection that are turning like black and stuff, and the orthopedic surgeon i think came in and was like we gotta we gotta operate like right now and it was it was like 30 minutes later that i was in into surgery and um and they had and he was he was he was like i mean depending on how things look like we don't know we might have to take like the lower half of your leg i was like it was crazy um but I, i was also optimistic that i was like all right I don't know if that's gonna, like it could happen, I believe it could happen. But I was like, I'm confident that they're just gonna have to take out what's infected right there. And so I was like, Yep, let's do that. And so I went into surgery and they got everything out, still had my leg. Um, and uh, so the next couple of days they kept going back. I, had, I ended up having five surgeries.
1: Holy cow. Um,
0: yeah, and so just cleaning everything out and then putting, um, the last one ended up putting a synthetic uh, graft over it um, until I can get a regular skin graft from my upper thigh. Because there's, there are big, um, like, openings in my leg. It's like, like, there's they're, they're still, like, you can see into them through the, through the clear graft and stuff. It's pretty crazy. Um, on both sides of my leg, there's one on each side. And so that'll be on there until I get an actual skin graft, but yeah, um but then after that, spent a couple more days in the hospital um ended up being total thirteen days in the hospital, and then it's finally released and and now i I go back in um every weekday for uh to go in hyperbaric chamber for it's like cellular or like it's supposed to help with like um with uh like, that's the word. Um, regrowth or of these cells. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I go in for that until, until I end up, until I do get skin grafts.
1: All right. So, the 13 days in the hospital, like, what was, was there like a scariest moment or most frightening or maybe it's when you say we may have to cut off your leg or,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, there was that, that was probably the scariest. Um, the, the worst part was when i had so after the first couple of surgeries i had gauze all up in in like the incisions and stuff and yeah. they're having to pull that out um during like a redressing and it was like super painful so that was definitely the worst part but yeah i'd say the scariest part was definitely the before the first surgery when they're like we don't know what how far in the infection is if it's in the bone or in the joint and so we like we don't know what we're going to have to do but we got to get the infect we got to cut out all the infections so that was probably the scariest part
1: when did it set in that like it was this was a real thing was it like when your girlfriend said let's go to the hospital or sometime another time when they said whatever
0: um it kind of all felt like a daze, to be honest when i was in the hospital until i so I was originally in one hospital for when I was getting the surgeries and then I was moved over to a different hospital with a burn unit. And I was in like the burn unit for because they had um, the stuff or they were equipped to take care of this situation with like an open wound and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and so it probably wasn't until I got into the second hospital, which was after like eight days or something like that. And I was like, it was it was almost like when it was when the hardest part was over that yeah. I realized like, oh, that was that was some real stuff. Like that was crazy.
1: Um how has 19 years of wrestling, how did that help you throughout this whole thing?
0: Yeah, so um it just it really put me in that or like it, I, I'm always in the same mindset where um optimistic I can get through this. And so I think that helped me. It may be naive. It may just um
1: ignorance be like i don't know
0: what's going on but it i think that helped me through it just like keeping that positive mindset um i think if i was down on myself the whole time it would have been a much worse experience and it was already crazy um and then wrestling you know obviously and you gotta stay in shape the whole time so um my own body being in shape like that obviously helped me through fighting everything off, um it could have been way worse if I wasn't in the shape that i'm that i'm in and and yeah, so um in both mental and physical side, wrestling definitely helped me through and and yeah
1: that's sweet that's that's a wild story um so what's i i think you said you had that rehab today? I assume that's leg related or
0: yeah, so just like my upper leg just keeping um Trying to keep as much muscle as I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um when you're off like I'm I'm crutches right now off my leg. So I don't wanna too much muscle to deteriorate yeah. in my upper leg. So it's mostly that. And then yes, doing some like lifting upper body just to just to keep things from going too far, you know?
1: Uh-huh. For sure. Uh what's the I don't know, what's the next steps? What's the future look like? How long is the recovery, et cetera?
0: So I'll have to do those hyperbaric chamber treatments for the next, for this week and two more weeks, the next three weeks. And then hopefully I can get um, skin graft. And uh, by that time, I'm hoping to start being able to try to put pressure on it soon after that and, and start getting back to walking on it um but i don't i really don't know the the whole timeline of how long things are going to take um to get back to normal but i'm just kind of going with it at this point
1: sure you do you feel like you'll be wrestling next season i'm hoping to i'm yeah
0: optimistic
1: yeah um what have you learned over this whole process
0: um, I need to take things seriously, first of all, you know, um, I mean, probably should have gone to the hospital a little bit sooner from when I got back, like we got back and it was a couple, of, it was only a couple of hours when we got back and stuff, just take things seriously, you know? Um, I mean, not that I wasn't taking it seriously. I knew I was in pain and stuff, but just a little bit more, a little bit more precaution.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and then, I think I learned how much wrestling really has taught me in mindset, and so in a positive way. Yeah. Um. Kind of. Sh- it kind of showed me what re- what wrestling is has made me into a little bit. So I think on a positive note, that 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 has come from this.
1: Sure. Um, so you're doing rehab. I assume whether it's organized or not, there's guys in the room working out. Like, do you go up to the room while guys are wrestling? And if so what's it like just you know watching yeah so or...
0: i was just in there while they're, they they were practicing um doing my my work and stuff and i was just like i'm they're doing gut wrench and freestyle gut wrench d and gut wrenches and i was like dang i want to i want to go squeeze somebody mm-hmm. like i want to be out on the mat um so it, it's good to see and it's great to see all the guys i love my whole team so and that's good but yeah i'm definitely anxious to to get back on the mat. I know it'll be a little while, but it's fun to watch. I I, I enjoy watching guys practice um, and still learning and seeing when coaches bring it in, still still learning from what they're showing and, and that stuff.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard stories of guys that were injured or whatever and had to sit out and they're like, you know what, I actually just started watching and like learning, not just from the coach showing technique, but from watching teammates wrestle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you if you are ready to learn, then yeah, you can you can learn at any moment. You don't have to be on the mat wrestling, but you can. Like I was, I was watching Snyder and, and Ridge wrestle wrestle live and stuff, and it's intre- I like like watching what they do because um, like Ridge, like Ridge is what a- you quiet down oh, <laughs> There's Snyder right there.
1: I was proud of you. Um, yeah. What
0: is that? Dave? Yeah. What's up East oh, Snide? he can hear you
1: Dr. Snyder
0: Dr. Snyder well, I was just I was just talking about you. I was talking about watching you and Ridge
1: wrestle coming in hey, hey there What's he up? is How are you coach What's up buddy great to see you
0: but yeah it's good to just learn uh Ridge has like great he's he, he's good at things that I'm maybe not so great at like his leg defense is really great. And so I'd just like to learn um, some of his little how how he turns his hips right here, and just kind kind of watching those movements. So yeah, it's definitely good to learn from watching.
1: Heck yeah, that's awesome. And man, yeah, it's a, that's a really crazy story. I was, you know, I, I, I like the wrestling community kind of rallied, and I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. You know, everybody kind of obviously our babe has awesome their, has their uh, yeah. differences, but they put them aside for things like this, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, it was the
0: coolest. I, I, so many people messaged me and stuff, and it was great to see all the the love and 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 prayers and people worried, Um but praying for me and that kind of thing. There were so many people, and it was great. The whole, I feel like the whole wrestling community came together, and it was awesome to see. Yeah, they put. And the I'm so thankful.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, we're we're kind of winding down towards the end, but we got a little game I like to play at the end of the shows. Um. It's wrestling related, of course. It's called wins and mm-hmm. whoopins. So, right, thinking over... Wins and what? Whoopins. Right? Oh, okay. So, like, one win from any win over the time of your career that for any reason is memorable, right? could be anything. And then uh, one ass whooping that stands out where you just, you got your butt beat and there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. Either one first. Um, so, the
0: first one is probably my win my retro freshman year at big tens over caleb young because that was probably my first big win like memorable win of college like
1: yeah
0: big name guy um I that. At, at 157. so that one just sticks out to me right away that's the first one i thought of and probably could we talked about um big tens earlier but that one sticks out to me a little bit just because that uh, yeah it was my first uh kind of notable win in college I feel like.
1: Yeah.
0: And then a whooping. Um the score I feel like didn't really show it that much, but I feel like I got whooped by Ryan Deacon uh last year um in our <laughs> dual match. Just 'cause he he beat me up when I was on bottom and that and that stuff. And he was so he's so strong. It's crazy. Um he was like the biggest fifty seven ever, it felt like. But he, it felt like he'd be he whooped up on me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other whoopings that I had at least recently. I mean, in the room, getting whooped up on by J.B. Like I'll like a whooping. I don't know if this counts because it's not really a match. But I remember one day, I took him down like once, right away, <laughs> and then he just he was so I you could tell he was like oh, that's never that's not happening and just beat <laughs> me down. Just never stopped moving, and I was exhausted by the end of it. He just beat me up.
1: That would that would not be fun. <laughs> no, you maybe I shouldn't take him down again. No, yeah, maybe no. I should
0: not do that. Maybe that was a mistake.
1: No, of course not. Um, awesome, awesome, Peyton. Well, I appreciate you coming on, appreciate you telling your story. It's, it's really crazy, and obviously, we're, we're super happy that you're back to you know. out of the the fire and just kind of on the recovery road but um, anything from you we'll give you the final word to say anything you want about anything
0: yeah just like to thank the whole wrestling community whoever's watching and whoever was supporting me during um, the time that I was in the hospital and kind of going through things just want to say thank you and um, I love you all so thank you to the wrestling community
1: All right, awesome man Peyton thanks for coming on have a great day and uh, we'll see you soon Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks. And that's going to do it. Another one in the books. What a crazy story. I really appreciate him coming on uh, and telling us all about that. But uh, Peyton Rob and, and that's going to do it for the show. Well, we'll see you guys later. Thanks. Bye-bye.